0: Hello and welcome to the TES podcast, not an issue review, it's a reshuffle special. Hello and uh, welcome, my name is Richard Vaughan, apologies for last week's hiatus and thank you to Kay Wiggins for standing in whilst I was on holiday and the world seemed to be imploding. Um, We are going to be talking about uh, the major cabinet reshuffle which is the uh, aftermath of the effect of the EU referendum results two or
1: three weeks ago now.
0: 19 days ago. 19 days, there you go. There's nothing but uh, a details man there. Um, it, that was. It might be 20, actually. Might be <laughs> 20. Uh, Rowing back on it already. Um, that was, of course, the voice of Ed Dorrell. Hello, Ed. Hello, hello. I also have with me Stephen Exley. Hello, Steve.
2: Good afternoon.
0: And Kay Wiggins. Hello, Kay. Hello. Your sometime podcast host. Um, so... Where do we begin? I mean, it's been a seriously busy day. Today is Thursday, listeners, so we've just got the results of the, well, results. We've just got the news about um, our new Education Secretary, Justine Greening. Michael Gove. Michael Gove? We've got a shout there. Okay, so we're going to start with Michael Gove, really? Okay.
1: (laughs) Um, Surely that's the news that all the teachers wanted to hear. There might be champagne corks popping yet again. Um, In case you missed it. Listeners, Michael Gove has been fired, fired. <laughs> I tell you, fired.
0: Not, 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 not uh, called or given another brief. He's been fired from government. He is in the Fire. back benches. Yeah,
1: yeah. Amazing, eh? What a what a fall from grace. What a fall from grace. He played that one well, I think. <laughs> it did. not work out too well for him, did it? It, it didn't. Um, it's amazing what a what a poisoned uh, brand he's become. Um, This afternoon, in the midst of a reshuffle, uh, I took off from the newsroom and went to a school in North Kent where I uh, did a careers talk to some um, Year 12s. And uh, I mentioned in passing in my talk that the newsroom back in London would be buzzing with excitement because of the reshuffle. And I said, we've got a new education secretary and, uh, and Michael Gove's been fired. And this collection of 17 year olds started spontaneously clapping. (laughs) <laughs> which is an amazing example of just how poisonous the Michael Gove brand has become. The reach that he has, well. <laughs> the <laughs> reach mean, of loathing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
0: That's you know something to be applauded. Yeah. Um so I mean, yeah, Michael Gove obviously <laughs> gone to the back benches, but perhaps more pressing news for for our listeners certainly is Nicky Morgan's gone and we have Justin Greening. Um i I'm going to turn to you as the uh, as the person to speak about who is Justin Greening? What can what can we expect from Justin Greening? Can you give us a little bit of an insight into, into who our new education secretary is?
3: Sure, well, the first thing to say is that she she kind of breaks the mould a bit for uh, for an education secretary in that she is the first um, education secretary to have gone to a kind of mainstream comprehensive school. So other education secretaries have been at schools that have become comprehensive while yes. they've been there, or David Blunkett went to a a school that was a state-funded school. It was a special. It was a special, special technically a yep. special school, but 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 she's the first education secretary to have gone to a kind of traditional mainstream comprehensive school, uh, Oakwood Comprehensive in South Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. Um, in Rotherham. In Rotherham.
1: Yeah. And on to a not. She didn't do PPE at Oxford either. No. The,
0: uh, the finishing school.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tell us more, <well>, Kate. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Yes, yeah, so she went to the University of Southampton, she I think did economic to jump in there. You're missing out the
2: most important bit of her education. First
3: ever education secretary to go
2: to a sixth form college. Yeah. Sir Thomas Rutherland College.
0: She's uh, ticking all of the boxes here. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, she, she's she's she, she's putting herself in good stead, isn't she? She is. Yeah. It's the
3: same path as me, actually. I went to a box <laughs> comprehensive and then a sixth form well, college. could be. Well, you not went to Oxford then. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slightly
0: different. Black mark against your name there. <laughs> Sorry, I'll Oxford. never be education <laughs> secretary now. <laughs> 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 it's
3: a shame. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so what else do we know? So she didn't go to Oxford. Um, she's... Um, in her time as international development secretary, she was a big backer of girls' education. Mm. Um, so people, the, the chat this afternoon is that maybe that could be her thing as education secretary. Yeah, you they know, often
1: have things, don't they? Nikki, like Morgan, Nikki Morgan was, was about character. character. Character, mental health, wasn't it? Um, Michael Gobes was ripping the entirety of the education system <laughs> apart. And lines. <laughs> and lots lines, lots lines, lines, yeah. yeah. Um, so
0: that's interesting. All right, so that, that, that's... Uh,
3: so maybe girls' education will be her yeah, thing, who knows? Um
1: a... Our lovely colleague Helen Ward upstairs dug out a piece from three years ago when we interviewed Justin Greening about education. How pressing. So when we were ahead of the curve, as usual, but it was education in Pakistan, admittedly, with with her international development hat on, but in which she talked extensively about girls' education. So it's clearly a passion of hers. Ah. If you want to read it, um, have a quick look at our Twitter feed. We've shared it a couple of times. Oh, good. Okay. Very the question
3: is, will she have time to focus on girls' education with this new, bigger remit that she's got, which well, is I'll a bigger g- remit even than Nicky Morgan?
1: We're, we're going to get into that.
0: that a little bit later because I'm going to bring Steve into that. Um, but um, let's talk a little bit, if we can, about what her priorities might be, what's going to be in her in tray, as it were. Once she gets her, her feet settled under the desk at sanctuary buildings,
1: we have we have a um, a really great piece on the website um, this afternoon from Jonathan Simons of Policy Exchange, who uh, knocked it out while he was on holiday uh, from from his uh, hero sun lounger. <laughs> 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 That's commitment to uh, education. Indeed. Properly proper policy wonkery. Yeah. Um. And he says the interesting point. He said that policy developments in schools. Has kind of reached its natural end point. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a lot more to do there. But policy implementation, implementation yeah. um, there's still an awful lot to do. Um, so all those policies that Michael Gove and, uh, to a lesser extent, Nicky Morgan cooked up over the last six years, um, he, she, she's now kind of in charge of trying to make sure it's not a complete mess. Isn't that a kind of poison chalice, though? Because, as Nicky
0: Morgan found out, mm. she was implementing um, policies which had been put in place or certainly f- formed by Michael Gove, and it kind of became a bit of very undoing, wasn't it? I mean, I know she carried them forward a little mm. bit further, but certainly with, with, with primary assessments, that was those decisions were made before.
1: Especially with Theresa May's apparent, um, and it comes up time and again over the last 24 hours, apparent commitment to delivery. Mm. Uh, I think there's a heavy dose of managerialism about Theresa May, and I suspect she'll expect that from her cabinet, except pass- possibly Boris johnson <laughs> um yes another detail I mean, there is, I mean she might possibly have one advantage on her side which would pass down to schools there's a small possibility there might be a little bit more money knocking around mm. with uh the news earlier that the new chancellor is um tearing up george osborne's uh, fiscal rules yes indeed the impact of uh, brexit is far-reaching of course um, funding the, the funding i mean that that's going to be a big deal, isn't it? Um, and we have Kay here, our expert. <laughs> will Will he continue with? Will she continue with uh, the f- new funding formula?
3: Well, possibly not. I mean, obviously, we, we don't know her, her plans yet. But it will be really really difficult for her because I've done a bit of the the number crunching on this this morning. Um, Justine Greening's constituency overlaps with Wandsworth local authority. And if you look at the plans for the new school funding formula that are being kind of campaigned for by this group called the F40 group, which represents the low funded authorities, and these are the best numbers we have Mm -hmm. in terms of kind of modelling what the impact will be, even though they're not the government's official numbers by any stretch, they're a kind of a model for what the impact. Under their figures, uh, Wandsworth would lose 3.7% of their budgets if the national funding formula came in as they wanted to. And she doesn't have much so pretty time. tricky for her.
0: Yeah, and she doesn't have much time because she has to put the last part of the consultation out of yeah, a few days office, doesn't she? I mean if
3: they wanted to do it for twenty seventeen, as the government has previously said, I mean they would basically have to get it out today if and even then it would be a push to and do it. They almost certainly would have to delay it now to she'll 2018.
0: She'll also face a personal political dilemma in that if Theresa May does decide to, call a general election she'll have to go campaigning having said i'm also going to cut your school's budgets by Mm -hmm. nearly four percent on top of what you've already experienced so that's going to be a bit tricky for her very tricky
1: i was just imagining um her day one in the dfe and the permanent secretary coming up to her and saying, we've just got, got one thing for you to decide. Just a <laughs> Can you have a quick look at the funding formula for schools? <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> or no? <laughs> <laughs> massive huge spreadsheet. Pass. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, apparently she's a spreadsheet person. She
3: is. Yeah, we've been speaking to people... Uh, today, who have worked with and kind of around her, and when she was um, international development, mm-hmm. and if we do, the message that we're getting is that she is a very much a pragmatist, a spreadsheet person. Like you say, she's an accountant, has been an accountant before, she's did an before economics she's DMP, yeah. degree, she's very much all about the numbers. So maybe she will love the funding formula, like
0: just she as much will. as I yeah. do. I sounds sounds sure. like yeah. she will, yeah. <laughs> and she also uh, sounds like she's a person who, who focuses on what works rather than the grand ideologies, which yeah, very much. will be welcome. Yeah.
1: So, I suppose it's possible looking at things that you might um, kick into the long grass if you're looking at what works and what doesn't work. In terms of education policies, that almost everyone involved has said this is a bad idea. It's the SAT's retake, or SAT's resit um, in year yeah. seven. Yeah. Um, everyone's saying it's a bad idea. Even people who thought it was a good idea, like Jonathan and Simons, now mm-hmm. think it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicky Morgan seemed dead set to. Go ahead with it anyway, but I think it's quite possible that Justin Greening, focusing on what works in the Theresa May kind of way, yeah. might think time to bin it, scrap it yeah. quietly while no one's looking.
0: This is uh, all being played against the backdrop of the usual th- the usual things of teacher recruitment, teacher retention, workload. Is she gonna have to get a handle on these things as well, do you think?
1: I suspect, again, looking at what works, she might try and simplify um, the recruitment and training processes, which are unfathomably complicated right now, and very, very clearly don't work. (laughs) Um, So if you were coming in with a managerial eye, you might look at it and say, let's start this again. Mm And in fact, there's a really good piece in Tomorrow's magazine. Um, It's an Institute of Physical Studies study into um, the different training routes and and what a shambles it's become. So read the magazine tomorrow.
0: There you go. Well,
1: you should read it anyway. But um, interesting stuff. Um, Steve,
0: Kay mentioned it um, a little bit before, but um, Justin Greening is now going to be taking on a a far more beefed up uh, department. We have... Uh, higher Education and, of course, FE being rolled into into the Department for that's Education right. now. Um, what is going to be in her intray when it comes to the FE side of things?
2: Well, there's an awful lot going on at the moment. Uh, I guess the most pressing issue that's ongoing is the error reviews, mm-hmm. which are designed to end up with a smaller number of bigger colleges around the country. That's partway through the process, so it would probably be fairly difficult for that to be aborted right. at this stage. But certainly it's not an easy thing to pick up halfway through if you're new to your brief. So uh, good luck with that. Uh,
0: the issues around that are basically people saying, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to merge with this college. Or I mean, what are the kind of issues that are going to be thrown up in her face potentially?
2: Um. Yeah, like you say, the issue, do colleges actually want to merge mm-hmm. or not? The, it's hard to get past your institutional self-interest and in wanting to protect your staff and your college and there's no answer there, there's no pressure to get to a certain number, so it's a little bit up in the air sure. what's actually going to happen at the end of it.
1: I mean, you might hope, and this so- might sound ridiculous given 200 years of history, um, that Justin Greening does, always force forced to focus on the FE and skills agenda by, by the Brexit referendum results. Um, and if we do leave the European Union, which it increasingly seems like we will... Mm-hmm. Uh, then there will be uh, a serious drought of skills needed um, in industry, i.e. those have been, that have been imported mainly from Eastern Europe in the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, something like 70,000 a year uh, apparently is the black hole. So not only will she have to focus on the area reviews as were, but also on increasing output from from colleges and not just apprenticeships, actual FE college qualifications are what's needed here Mm. Um, so it's possible you know you never know
0: not much time
1: central government might actually have to focus its mind on fe yeah
0: indeed (laughs) do Um, you believe that steve Steve,
2: (laughs) who knows i mean the other interesting thing that fits in with that is the publication last week of the sainsbury review and the skills plan which is about creating in theory more simple straightforward progression routes from gcse through to employment Uh, with having the option of taking a course in a college or in the workplace and various strands within that but of course that was approved by the now former ministerial team so that's uh, an issue for Justine to grapple with in terms of does she actually want to go down that route at all because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of complex and difficult stuff to untangle there
0: Um, We've kind of focused on the new faces but to have a wee chat about the old faces obviously we we mentioned Michael Gove at the top of the show but um, Nicky Morgan, and we'll get on to, to, to Nick Bowles in a, in a little bit, but um, Nicky Morgan was sacked this morning. Bef- sacked. Be- sacked, exactly, just before... Uh, <laughs> so cruel. Politics is cruel, isn't it? Um, just before Justin Green's uh, uh, announcement. Um, quick praise of of her performance in the office. For two years, what do you think? What, what, what would
1: she be remembered for? Or Pub next? quiz question, maybe? Uh, Pub- uh, who, who was this education secretary that followed Michael Gove? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's cold hush, that is cold um, uh, yeah but I mean, I mean in truth in truth I mean what will she be remembered for apart from delivering or failing to deliver Michael Gove's education policies I I would say possibly from my mind uh, the most memorable thing that happened on her watch was the week when they didn't just lose one sat's paper but they lost two I mean that wa- that was a <laughs> That was extraordinary. Things were really unravelling for them then, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, things were unravelling in the department. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't want to sound too cruel. It it was something of a hospital pass. Yeah. I mean, Michael Grove had ripped up the education system, for better or worse. Um, everything, you know, every, our listeners don't need to be told. Yeah. Everything. Absolutely. And then they just sort of passed the ball to Nicky and said... Uh, you manage it. Sort it out for us, will you? Yeah. And frankly, that's exactly what Justin Justine Greening now has as well. I mean, it's not like that's all over. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing she needs to, to look at is trying to rationalise the
0: academization plan as well. I mean, what are they going to do with that? Are they still going to push headlong into full academization? If she is a kind of pragmatist and all the evidence seems to be suggesting that academization in and of itself isn't the magic bullet, mm. why do well, we it keep means pushing amazing, keep I mean, on that door?
1: Uh, yesterday? Was it yesterday? Yeah. It feels like a long time ago. <laughs> <It> yesterday, <laughs> yeah. Nicky yeah. Morgan stood up in front of a load of local councillors and said, Local authorities are going to be banned from running um, academy chains. Yeah. Um, that that might be a story that only <laughs> held water for about you know <laughs> twelve the new hours or something. In the new cycle know. of seconds. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, as in... you can tell, we're all getting a bit mad. Yeah, we're in cabin <laughs> fever. It's
0: it's like. Um go a bit weird here but it's like the, the the inflation after the big bang you know they had epochs which lasted literally nanoseconds <laughs> it, it feels like that we're in a different epoch now <laughs> from yesterday from yeah. yesterday yeah precisely um, uh, Nick Bowles Jumped before he was pushed, That's it would right. be suggested.
2: You, you could probably argue he's not really covered himself in glory in the last few weeks. No. He uh, wrote an extensive blog just a few short days ago about how he, Boris Johnson was the only man to unite the country. Ooh. And then, I think it was three days later, Michael Gove threw his hat into the ring, and within minutes it was announced that Bowles was running his campaign. And, of course, that didn't end terribly well either. No. So So... Uh,
1: Awkward. I think the interesting thing about that is that that is the end, isn't it? That is the end of that long train Mm -hmm. of policy exchange thinkers that have heavily, heavily influenced actually not just education policy, but possibly education policy the most in British public life. Mm -hmm. From James O'Shaughnessy, who was in number 10, Nick Bowles, Michael Michael Gove, these are all people who set up or associated with Sam Freeman. And the list goes on and on, Absolutely. and they're now all out of government, mm-hmm. and almost all the not almost all, but a large chunk of that uh, of the policy changes that our listeners have experienced, yep. um, can uh, started life in that little office above the pub, the Westminster Arms. Yes, <laughs> stories gate. I think yeah, is, yeah.
0: Mm. and they're all gone. Indeed. Yeah, it's kind of a, a, a little ripple after effect. I should say, qualify that, that, that James
1: O'Shaughnessy is a Tory lord. And he, by the time you listen to this, he might be a schools minister. And <laughs> 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 it's very true. Um, excellent. OK,
0: um, we're going to leave. I'm going to leave it this just as being the reshuffle podcast. We may you may you may be lucky. You may get two podcasts in a week, listeners. Um, wow. And we might do a roundup of the issue tomorrow. I think we should, probably should. Um, but I'm going to 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 leave that there. Um, it's been a monumental couple of weeks. I think we can all agree on. Um, yeah. Look forward. I need a pint and an eye down. Indeed. Yeah. The <laughs> in dark room. Um, good. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, please uh, stay in touch with our website because you will get all the latest news on on our site. Uh, up to the minute Um, and that just leaves me to say thanks very much to Steve, Ed and Kay and and we'll catch you next time thanks and goodbye